Hi, we're here with Ray Carriger and Deb Lawback. We believe the doorway to true love and romance is found through the discovery of your past lives. My name is Deb Lawback. I am a writing partner with Ray. We write about past lives. They are fictional stories, but we believe that some of them are built around true experiences. I would agree with that 100%. I'm Ray Carriger, and I too believe that the discovery of our past lives opens a doorway to understanding life that we're in the present and now. I remember my first feeling of not belonging to the family that I was born to. I must have been about two, maybe two and a half. And we lived in a apartment building that was owned by an aunt and uncle who lived on the third floor, and we lived on the second. And I remember I hid in the bushes in the front of the house while my mother and older brother were searching for me, feeling like I wanted them to go away because I didn't belong there. They named me the wrong name. I can remember thinking about, I don't dislike them. I just didn't want to be there anymore. And we lived on a street that was a four-lane highway in Oak Park, Illinois. And I'm sure my mother was scared to I, death. I would have killed you. That I had wandered out into the street. And I hid in the bushes in the front of the apartment building. And I must have been very small because they couldn't see me and I heard them calling my name. And I said, I don't have to go because I'm not Ray. Mm. Mm. And I never felt like I belonged with them. I just existed with them. I felt my mother was somebody that I knew. I knew that she loved me. We argued about my name on my third birthday because I knew my name wasn't the name that she had given me. In fact, I broke her heart and my father was very angry with me. I remember as a very, very young child laying in a crib, I'm sure. I didn't move, I didn't talk. And there was a face looking at me and it wasn't my mother, it wasn't my father. And I knew then I didn't know why I was there because I could remember something going on, but I couldn't communicate. But I smiled. They were talking to me. Oh, wow. And, you know, it was scary in a way. Because wherever I was before, I was now somewhere else. Where you weren't supposed to be. No. Which makes me think of... Makes me sad even to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, well, how does that make you feel now? I don't know. I've never found that family. Which, which, that also brings me to the questions that I asked my mother when I was three or four years old. I was riding in the car with her, and this is before the car seat laws, and I had my arm draped over her, sitting and standing in the front seat, and uh, I said to her, Mommy, who am I? She said, well, you're Debbie. And I said, no, no, who, who am I? 
And she said, well, you're, you're a little girl. You're my daughter. No, you don't understand. Who am I? She says, well, honey, I don't know. You're my daughter. You're my little girl. And your name is Debbie. I don't know what else to tell you. You just don't forget it. You just don't understand. And that was my first experience of knowing that there was something bigger than just this body that I was in. I questioned everything at that young, young age. And I believe that between four and five is when we're closest to our creator and our lives that we had just left. Hmm. Whether or not we hung out in the cosmos before for a long period of time, but there's no truly no time in the cosmos. We have time, which we're always trying to get control of time, but can't stop time. It keeps ticking. Yeah, we try to manage time. I, I've thought about time. Uh, time is a strange thing because Einstein said there is no time. Time is a thing that we've created in our lives because our planet goes around the sun every 24 hours and so man has created this thing called time and we limit our thinking to that 24-hour period of time and what we can fit into it and how we exist is based on that 24-hour circle and every year we count another year of our lives but the soul doesn't count years, Correct. doesn't count hours, doesn't count time, doesn't count minutes. And the existence of the soul, which every religion, when you sit down and look at religions, every religion has created something about the soul. I've watched people die, and what's left behind is just their body, but something else is left. And that's what has fascinated me the most. My mother died when I was 10. And I remember at the funeral home, there was a viewing. Mm -hmm. And I asked my father if I could touch her. And I remember touching her, and it was like I was touching a wall. A mannequin, maybe. A mannequin. That's a better description. It and yet I stood mother. there looking at her. I was trying to see her breathe, and because I was breathing, she was breathing. And I felt like maybe her body was still alive and she was just asleep. But she wasn't there. But her body was there. Her soul had left. And I began to have dreams about her where we talked. And it... Uh, open a doorway. Doorways are interesting. I had a time when I found my doorway to a past life. I went for a psychic reading and it turned out to be more of a teaching moment where the woman uh, was very, very succinct in saying that, oh honey, you have a master spirit. And he loves you very much. And he's here for you now. He was gone for a while, but now he's back for you. Anything you need, he will help take care of. 
and he's very handsome and she was holding my bracelet and she had her eyes closed and she was swaying back and forth and she was kind of a reclusive type of person she had a, a, a disfigurement in her hand which didn't bother me I was I'm not put off by that but I just remember her holding my bracelet and she said do you want to know his name and I was writing notes and I said of course yes I'd love to know his name and she said his name is Kenneth and I was sitting in the chair in the couch and I just flew back in my seat like of all the names that she could have said she said Kenneth and that was my grandfather's name and he had passed away years before when my mother was only 17 and my mom didn't have me until she was 22 and she had dreams of him and those are special moments that we could get into maybe with her one day because her her dream encounter is more than a dream we have it on our website but to hear her talk about it is beautiful it brings tears to my eyes when, when I talk about it but to know that he's here for me now comforts my mom and it makes me realize that this soul continues on it doesn't just stop it transforms it leaves the body and goes into other places other realms that we can't even comprehend as human beings yeah we always get in when we start talking about past lives and I can remember when my mom passed my father basically buried us into the church. And I grew up in a Baptist church. And it was all about missionaries. You know, my pastor of my church was a roommate of Billy Graham at Wheaton College. And, you know, religion was supposed to be the answer. And I can remember even prior, why my mother was sick, praying to God in front of church. And I would have been eight or nine, and I was kind of a shy kid at the time. And I can remember finally feeling that it was my responsibility to save my mother. And I stood up and prayed that she would be healed, that some magical thing would happen. And of course, she died. Yeah. I searched to find happiness in my, my heart, and I continued that search I always knew that I needed to be somewhere my mother passing totally pushed me out of that family I didn't belong with my brothers I have a younger brother that died a couple weeks back two weeks ago that I hadn't seen since 2000 nor heard from Wow meanwhile I was in the Baptist Church and grew up there and I remember at one point going in to see a minister because I finally had the ability to walk in and ask the question which I was not allowed to ask and I said to the minister I prayed that my mother would be healed but nothing happened he looked at me and he said sometimes prayers are selfish and I left his office because it took a lot for me to walk in there and ask that and it was like he almost questioned my faith in God. And you know, when we talk about past lives, I think one of the problems with it is that we're all afraid that we're somewhat infringing 
on God's creation. creation. We are trying to figure out God, and we're not trying to figure out God. We're just figuring out who we are. And to figure out who we are, to me, is like the gears in a clock. You know, everything has a place, everything has a reason. And yet we're not allowed to ask that question when we get into a religious space. It's, you need to believe. I can remember sitting, I was going to be a minister, I kept going. And I can remember <laughs> sitting in my theology class, and the guy, I remember his name, you know, the Professor Jensen was his name. Didn't have a book until we went to his class and found out we had to buy his book. Mm -hmm. And I can remember he's standing up there giving us this lecture about how the Garden of Eden was perfect. At that point in my life, I had studied the Bible. Oh, my goodness. I went to prayer meetings. I went to Wednesday night meetings. Christian Brigade for Boys. I mean, I did everything you can think of. And I can remember raising my hand and saying, you know, and he called on me, Mr. Carrier, and I said, Dr. Jensen, I have a question. If God created the Garden of Eden and everything was perfect, why was Adam lonely? After all, he spent every evening with God. How could he have been lonely? And he got angry with me. Weeks later one time, we were standing in line in the cafeteria, and he was right behind me, and he turned around to me and said, you don't like me, do you? And I said, why would you ask me that? And he said, because you questioned me. And I thought to myself, if this is what religion is all about, I'm in the wrong place. Right. Because people need to know what's in their hearts. And what's in my heart is something that I've had to open my mind to and discover. Thank you for joining us today on the podcast. Please go to mysticscribblers.com and send Ray and Deb a message. In upcoming podcasts, we have some interviews lined up. We're sure you'll enjoy.